Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Today's guest is a U.S. Army veteran. He was awarded Soldier of the Year for his battalion three times, received numerous awards for PT, and took his leadership skills, certifications, and life experiences to help people take control of their mind and body so that they can thrive, not just survive. Derek Johnson, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's a pleasure being here. Pleasure to have you. Let's get right into it. Why do you think people struggle mentally so much now these days? That's a great question, Steve. I think it's because people don't have attention of their own attention. They don't have control of their own attention. And what I mean by that is all these apps on our phone, kids, Mm -hmm. dogs, neighbors, the media, celebrities, agendas, like all this stuff, everything and everyone wants your attention right now where people's attention span in human history is lower than ever. There's a funny study that shows that goldfish have a higher attention span and longer attention span than humans. Like it's actually really, you can look it up, but that shows you where we're at because we're all over the place (laughs) and everyone like I'm addicted to the devices. You're addicted. We're all addicted to a certain extent, whether that's a good Mm -hmm. addiction or bad. But I noticed that people nowadays are less likely present than they used to be. So Mm. I'm 33 years old. So I grew up with cassette tapes, with the DVDs, then the Wi-Fi. And then I had the dial-up internet. I changed the fax cord and all that. And then now obviously in the digital age, and it's interesting that our generation and your generation, we knew when people were more present. And now Mm. in public, the kids have the iPad, the baby has an iPad, the parents are on the (laughs) phone, the dad's doing the business call and nobody's present anymore. And Mm. It's interesting, it's sad, and it's also crazy to see, but I think that's number one is people don't have control of their attention and they're always somewhere. They can never really focus on one thing at a time. Which, okay, begs to ask, how can somebody take control of their attention and their situation? Yeah, for sure. So I would highly suggest when it comes to screen time, step one, look at your screen time. So whether somebody has Samsung, iPhone, they can look at it inside of each individual app and they might be shocked. They might be surprised in a good way of how many hours or minutes per day or per week they use on these particular apps. And then they can say, okay, I spend three hours here, four hours there, too many hours on this app. Let me look at my actual day and then slowly start to reverse engineer their day to see what their time and attention is really being put to and put on. Because from there, if they start with that, they might get a reality check and say, I had no clue I was spending this much time on Facebook or on LinkedIn and Instagram. And then they are like, wow, if I just get that time back or if I utilize that time to actually create content rather than to just consume it. So I would first start with checking their screen time. Even if they're not on social media, there's something that they utilize on their laptop or on their TV that takes up their time. For some people, it's Netflix. Some it's YouTube. But I would first start with really being honest with themselves, with themselves and seeing how many hours per day or per week they utilize on these devices. 
And if those hours are actually helping them in their goals, or is it just for entertainment or to get an endorphin hit? Because we all have a pattern to an extent. So an example could be you're about to send an important email, have an important call. Whenever we don't want to do that thing, everybody has a cycle. They first check the news, then they check Instagram, then they do this. Like we all have an endorphin hit cycle. So trying to figure out what our endorphin hit cycle is and then taking control again slowly. <laughs> I'm like, you mentioned, I'm like I've, got mine. I've, got, I've got the email, I've got the Facebook, and I've got like this four apps right there. Just bang, 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 hit all four of them. Now, in all fairness, I work on Facebook, right? I have a membership that's in a private community, so it's my responsibility to get in there and engage. Yeah. But sure. you know, it's there's more to it. If I'm honest, it's like no, I start scrolling, and but you're right. So there, <laughs> you say this. I'm like I check my email, and then I've got a group me app for private client groups, and and then I've got the Facebook group, you know, because I've got to work on there. Oh yeah. yeah. Once I get in there and check it, I'm just scrolling, scrolling, and, and I know I've got another one. Oh, then I go to Twitter. That's my last resort for just like all right. Uh, what's going on out there, you know, and just to check yeah. out. So I, I do, I hit those four, bang, 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 bang. And I do it just subconsciously. I know exactly where they are, you know, thumb pattern without, uh, without for having sure. to look at them. Yeah. And I've even rearranged my apps sometimes, but still you find them and you just recreate that pattern, right? It's like a password pattern, you know, you just, you, you remember it. And you exactly. It yeah. It's an interesting that. routine. Sometimes it can be good. Like I do a similar cycle, posting content on everything and then if people can just zoom out for a second, just pause and really look at what is my cycle and what is my repetition? Am I doing this just when I'm stressed and don't feel like doing something and I do it to get an endorphin hit and to get entertainment? Or am I doing this because we use business, have a team, have clients? So <clears throat> to each their own experience, but if people just are honest with themselves and starting with that before they yeah. try to add something to their routine or do something new first, just to say, where's my time and attention actually going to? So say we're brave and we pull up our screen time, right? Yes. So that's a big first step. That's kind of like uh, just saying somebody who feels like they're overweight to step on a scale, right? Because <laughs> yes, it's going to exactly. be bad. Like I'm thinking about it going, I'm not pulling it up during this. <laughs> I mean, <you> know, <laughs> afterwards, I'll check, but we're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, somebody has the courage to pull it up. They take a look at it. Now they see what it is. I don't know. I'm just going to throw out a round number like 10 hours of screen time, right? Or maybe it's five. I don't know. I'm just like throwing out random numbers now. What's the first step? How uh, from there, once they see where they're at, right? What, where do they go from there? So once they see the time, they can actually see even more analytics. The cool thing about a lot of these apps that many people don't look at are the analytics on the back end. So you could see screen time and then it can show you most common pages that they look at, most common topics, industries, et cetera, et cetera. And then they can say, do any of these topics actually serve me or is it just entertainment? So basically our time and then going deeper industry page and all that. And then pinpointing, does any of this have to do with my goals? For some people, it does. Like myself, I only follow pages that inspire me or put me in a good mood. I don't follow any media pages, don't follow any political figures or anything like that because I just don't care because I just don't have control over it. And I'm not going to get triggered or aggravated by one post and get on Facebook and argue with somebody and waste 20 minutes and then be pissed off for two hours. So I don't allow, I don't allow myself to do that. Yeah, so yeah. I would first start with that. Time. Mm -hmm industry pages, and then zooming out of the social media and the electronics saying, what am I doing the first hour of my morning? Am I grabbing my phone or am I spending time with my kids? Am I going to the gym? Am I walking my dog? Am I drinking water? Or do I wake up 
and then lay in my bed for 30 minutes and just scroll and then get stressed. So I always focus on the first things first, the morning routine and to each their own. But I challenge people to choose two things. One, do something for the body, whether that's walking, running, weightlifting, yoga, whatever their thing is. And two, one thing for the mind, prayer, meditation, visualization, journaling, whatever their thing is. But if they only choose two, they feel more in control because some people I notice is very common that they'll choose 10 things just to feel that endorphin hit, which is almost the equivalent of the digital endorphin hit. They're like, I journaled, I did this, I meditated, I said my visualization, I did all this. And the rest of the day, they're not productive at all. But in the morning, they feel good mentally because they did these things, but it doesn't correlate to their day or their life. So I would first assess where their time attention is going to and then really look at their morning because the morning is the key to the day to prime it because many people, they don't have control of their morning, so they're just reacting all day. So by the time their day starts, they're overwhelmed getting the texts, emails, calls, notifications. They're like, oh my God, can I catch a break? But all that is saying is that that individual does not have control of their morning. So they're reacting all all day long. So by the time it's dinner time with family, they're not present because they're just worn out and they feel like they have to let the edge off by drinking, whatever their vice is. But like they never feel like they actually caught up. They feel like they're drowning in tasks and all these different things. But it normally stems back to their morning routine. So I challenge them to control that more and choose one thing for the body and then one thing for the mind. Right on. So mine is, now it doesn't happen every morning, just to be honest, but the plan is for our mornings, I wake up, use a restroom, I weigh in, uh, turn the uh, coffee pot on, take my dog out, come back in, pour the cup of coffee, have a Bible study, prayer, and then I get into what I call a jam session, and that's where I work on my most important project. So I work Perfect. on the business to push something forward. Uh, after that, family wakes up, connect, breakfast, and then uh, then I'll shoot to the gym. And then head over to the office. And that's when all the busy stuff, you know, the meetings nice. happen. So I agree with you. The uh, morning routine is, is is critical. So appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Because you can definitely feel like the confidence and the power of that morning. You're like, I enjoy it. One. I already did these 10 tasks. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Rather than 10 a.m. You're like, oh, man, I haven't even done any of this. And now these people need me and they need me. And then I have a bill due and I have to do a presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's, uh, yeah. So win the morning first. Right oh, on. yes. Um, now, as a leader, what common traits have you noticed in people? So very common ones in regards to people that do really well generally in their career or just in their personal life is they were one, either former athletes because they have that drive, that fire, that competitive competitiveness in them or they were in the military, or they did some group setting thing, whether that's church, youth group, whether that is band, but they naturally just have that fire to do something in a group or just as an individual competitive standpoint. So those are very common and they do really well. They just need either information, they maybe need guidance and accountability, but they easily adapt and they get fast results because they already have that thing in them. Other people, they lack the accountability. So it's hard for them to stay disciplined, to stay motivated, cultivate a good morning routine and all that. They might do it for two weeks, they fall off, or they just need some accountability and guidance and to see an example, or maybe they just don't know what to do. Because nowadays in the information age, so much information is coming at us 
This guy says eat liver only. This guy says only eat vegetables. This lady says all that's going to kill you. And people are overwhelmed. They're like, okay, everybody is, is extreme on these apps. And Dr. Oz says, buy my product. And you're like, I don't even know where to start. What do I do? And because they're overwhelmed, they just don't take action. They're just like, well, I don't know what's going to be good for me. So let me just stick to what I know, whether that's good, bad, or unhealthy. But those are the two common things. The person that just does not know what to take action on, or they're struggling with the accountability and the discipline. And then the others, they just need some structure and knowing exactly what to do, but they already have that fire in them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Do you find that some of those who have the fire, the intense ambition to succeed usually are usually have, um, either some deep insecurities or a chip on their shoulder to fame that fan, excuse me, that flame. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I think the issue with, so like, let's create a scenario. We all knew whether we were that guy or whether we weren't, let's say the high school jock popular, maybe you like him, maybe you don't like him. He's good with everybody. He makes people laugh. And it's like, maybe he's a prick, but he acts a certain way. He normally crushes it naturally in sales because he just doesn't care. And people can sense that. And they're like, Jimmy gets the job done. He is a prick sometimes, but hey, we can trust him to get the job done because he's going to get it done. So like him, he naturally will do well in sales. But what can happen with those individuals, not all jocks or not all people like that, but the majority, they have massive pride and ego that they're not good leaders. On paper, they're number one in sales. But if you put them to do a presentation, they can't communicate with people, with a team. If you put them in a management position, it's really hard for them because they don't understand. They're like, why do you guys suck at XYZ skill? Because they just have the pride and the ego in the way to actually teach, to be patient with people and all the other traits of a leader. They're more so good as an individual, which is great. Everybody needs a killer salesperson on their team, but they're not the best teachers and the best coaches and things of that nature. So I do notice that it's because of the pride and egos in the way that they're like, my way or the highway, or they just lack communication skills outside of their one realm, which they crush. So they usually crush it in one setting, but because of pride and ego for them to just pause and say, you know what, this approach with Steve is different. I have to speak to him differently. Michelle, I have to approach her differently. And they don't really have that much emotional intelligence, what I notice. Mm -hmm. They may have the IQ for their industry, but the the EQ is lacking. (laughs) EQ is important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of emotion, how can we use pain as fuel? Great question. So depending on what the pain is, I always suggest pinpointing where did it start? And so whether somebody's talked to a psychologist, a therapist, or just did a deep dive with themselves is where did this actually come from? And trying to by themselves pinpoint the root. So it could be like my example alcoholic parents on paper, very successful, killed it in their careers, great reputation and all that. But behind closed doors, after the last bottle was drank, screaming, yelling, glass throwing all that for a decade or whatever. But I saw that that was the example of just not getting the help that they needed or doing the inner work. So as a kid and teen, I never like really took it personal. The first couple of times, yes, you're like, what is going on? But then after a while, you realize that those people are more so projecting. So when you can accept that a lot of people just project something they don't have or something they didn't work on, like they hit a barrier of 
I don't know what else to do from here. All I know how to do is be aggressive. And if you can zoom out for a second and not just be emotional or angry or give them the reaction that they expect and just zoom out and say, you know what, maybe something happened in their past or right now and they're just projecting. So I'm not going to add fire to the fire and we just fight and argue. And that could be coworkers, that could be relationships, but I truly believe the best leaders, they can harness that pain by pausing for a moment, zooming out to look at a different perspective so they can make the right decision rather than just fight fire with fire or vice versa. And so utilizing that pain by first zooming out and saying, what is actually happening and what is my reaction going to be? So I always challenge people to pause. It's way easier said than done, but if they can just start to try to pause before they react and then they they can make a better decision where maybe their first reaction is yelling, anger, cuss them out, walk away, don't say a word, like whatever their natural instinct is, their autopilot response pause for a moment and say, is that really the best thing? Or is that what I do? Because I don't want to face the pain, face the emotions, whatever it is. So I would first face it, pause, and then zoom out to see what perspective you can see. So as a teen in those situations, when that was happening, I would zoom out and say, okay, younger version of me used to be very scared. And I was very skinny and I was bullied my family was bullied at school. So I got into fitness to not get bigger and fight the bullies, but to have more confidence in myself. So current me was getting yelled at by whoever. And then future me, I would imagine version 10.0 is looking down at me and saying, hey, this is going to make you or it's going to break you, or you can utilize these stories to help others. So you could either be a victim or be a victor and teach your own on their view of that. But If people can harness the skill of perspective hopping, that can help them so much with their pain. And the last thing is I would say, have people actually released these things. So as men, we're supposed to man up, suck it up, drive on, whatever our dads or military told us. And that works at first. We got to get the job done as men. But we've all been there where we feel like we're about to snap on somebody. Like we're just boiling and we just feel like we need a release. And most men would grab the beer, grab the Jack Daniels, grab the cigarette, do whatever their advice is to get the edge off, quote unquote. But when was the last time they actually released? Releasing could be crying for two minutes in the car or in the truck, like away from everyone, or just grabbing the steering wheel and just like yelling for two minutes. Sometimes we just literally just have to release an emotion or it could come from a workout. It could also come from prayer or just like calmness meditation. And and the last thing would be to spend more time in nature. But Going back to it is pausing, perspective hopping, and then from there asking ourselves, have I actually released my own pain lately or am I just carrying this weight and baggage with me into everything that I do and destroying the relationships with people, whether that's business or anything else. So we've all been around people that they can't control their emotions and they usually, they do well for a bit, but they don't last long because they always have issues with people. So yeah, I would challenge people to do those three things. Pause. Look at the different perspectives. And the last one would be to ask themselves, what do I actually do to release this pain? And is it actually something that's beneficial? Am I just masking it with vices or am I releasing it with the workout? Then my mind is calm. Then I went on a walk. Then I sat outside and prayed, visualized, like, do I have control of the reaction of my pain? Right on. 
Wow. Okay, man, there was a ton of uh, value in real <laughs> short time. So I appreciate that. Those is there a question I should have asked or a final point that you'd like to make? Um, not necessarily a question, but I would just challenge people to see what can I do to become the man or the woman that I would be proud of, and how can I give him or her to others. So I believe we're all here to serve people and like no longer be selfish. So what they could say out loud is people depend on me. I don't want to get up. I don't either, but people depend on me. People depend on you. I don't want to make this call. I don't want to do this thing. We're all human. We don't want to do many things, but if we start to put other people in front of us, we can show up better, but it all starts with taking care of ourselves. So what can you do to make yourself proud as a man or woman that you are? And how can you give him or her to others? Right on. Fantastic. If somebody would like to follow up, what's the best way they can contact you? They can find me on any social app at fit with Derek two D E R I C K with the number two, or they can just type my name in. It's the same picture, but my whole intent with social media is to make people think plant a seed in their head when they're laying in bed about to not train. They think of whatever I'm saying in a video, <laughs> call them out, but Hey, it's always from a place of let's stop wasting our potential. So yeah. it's not for everyone, but hey, for some people, they resonate with that. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to hear that right after our interview here, I'm going to the gym. So awesome. Love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it this morning, but I'm still going. Fantastic. Perfect. Derek, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Steve. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.